Let's visit the 90s all over again. Put on those hammer pants. This is Dope Nostalgia. mentally blitzed out of energy right now and i'm like leo let's do a podcast yeah we're, <laughs> we're so energetic here <laughs> what is what time, uh, nostalgia. time of year where it falls between the two holidays it's what uh quinn earlier referred to as the taint of the season <laughs> it is it's the taint of the season yes or as you said on your on your facebook the other day the nifkin nifkin, the nifkin. nifkin is nifty <laughs> i deleted it because i was like uh, i'm drunk posting i'm just gonna delete you you made me have to had to have to uh google that so now that i have that in point. my google search yeah. history that was the point <laughs> we were like people are gonna have to google to figure out what this is 100 so i had no idea what that was the nifkin is nifty that's all i gotta say it was funny because JD was the one who said that. <laughs> Miss Innocent. I have a napkin on my nifkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, my birthday just happens to fall on the taint of the season. So I get a little run down by this time. Yeah. Taint of the season. That must have sucked when you were a kid right around Christmas time having a birthday. It sucked because the other kids were away, but... So I couldn't have like proper birthday parties, but it right. was, it, my family was so good about it. Like, well, that's good. They separated the two pretty well, and yeah, yeah, it's it wasn't that bad. Now I'm just like I find actually a lot of people are are more here or off work, so it's actually easier as an adult, unless they totally go to and friends totally go away somewhere else. Sometimes that happens too, but whatever whatever i'm 42 now i don't care i'll just get drunk and have a good time with whoever's around no that's right when you get like this age it's not as important i see i see I, you have some chocolates there and i had some of these too i had these aurora drift sea salt and caramel milk chocolate on behalf as a nice gift from mikey so I, we had two how many chocolates did you have i had two i had two and i, I, had, like, a lot, I had a lot of apples we had whiskey apples that uh, Kendra and JD had made whiskey apples. So I had a jar wow. of that. How do you make that? Do you just like pickle them in the whiskey or what do you do? Uh, so yeah, pretty much. It's like apple infused whiskey. Like it's already made uh, okay. whiskey. So yeah. like, but we, we got some fresh apples, like fresh picked apples and we just sliced them all. And then we put them in uh, a jar like and filled it right to the top and then threw sure. some cinnamon sticks in there. Right. And then fill it with with sugar and then fill it right mm -hmm. to the brim with whiskey and you let okay. it sit for like two months and do they get you corked off your face pretty good oh <laughs> they are potent they're damn good though when you open it it smells like apple pie and then when okay. you eat the apples it tastes like a spiked apple pie so yeah yeah it's it's great it's yeah. dangerous mikey did not feel very good after he really because he had so many of them well, you but probably yeah. think like, oh, I'm just eating apples. And then like 15 minutes later, you can't walk anymore. They're so yeah, yeah they, they're, they're potent. Like, especially because <laughs> like with apples, they just keep fermenting, right? So Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they they turned out pretty damn good. We did that before with with cherries, uh, with like vodka or whiskey, right? And they turn out really good too. But the apples, they're they're dangerous. I vote apples. <laughs> I vote apples. How many well, milligrams? You, you of- vote apples because the first time you had the cherries, you didn't know that they were alcoholic. I didn't even like, they taste there. weird. Like, one, I was like, "What is this?" But I didn't want to ask you guys what it was. I'm like, "What is this?" So I totally your cherries taste like shit because I ate like maybe one or two, and then I like threw it out because I totally didn't know what it was. You thought it was I'm bad like, or something. And then I'm like, I can't tell them that I threw it out because it was a gift, and I'm like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we didn't tell you they were alcoholic, but maybe it was in passing and you didn't remember. Or maybe we I, had been drinking. Well, that could have been there. I was not aware for some reason. And How so many milligrams are in those chocolates of yours? Oh, uh, they're t- two milligrams. Yeah, How many? two milligrams THC. Oh, yeah, okay. Even two of those is no big deal. Felt Although, fun. I've had three or four of them and like... It's weird because I, I did that once where I had four of them and I was fine. And then I had four of them again, like another time separate from that. And they like got me totally fucked up. And I was like, like, I don't know this before, oh. but apparently. Well, yeah. You know, it's funny though. It depends on what you've eaten and stuff too. Like, cause I'm not very, I'm very intolerant to THC, but mm. like five milligrams sometimes is just fine. And other times five milligrams. Ooh, too much. Yeah. So. Well, and like uh, Naomi, your friend Greg, who's on uh, the movie night, um, he, yeah. he was he was explaining that highs can be different almost every time, just because it's not it's not exact science. It's not like beer where you know if you have three beer, you might start to feel a little buzz. But like yeah. with, yeah. with 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 the uh, chocolates, it's a little bit less exact. So th- then you end up having a really different high sometimes. Like, <laughs> like that one time I had four chocolates and I was like, I'm fine. And we were streaming online and I was like, my eyes were bugging out. Cause I was like, Oh my God, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, too much is too much. Like who man for me. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not very good with weed. So yeah. for all of I, our- I, it was funny too. I walked downstairs and JD took one look at me. She's like, you look very concerned. I'm like, I've had too much chocolate. <laughs> 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 no, it was, uh, it was good. We had a little, uh, first we did some karaoke and then we did a little boy band party. Cause that's what, uh, my, my horny heart desires and uh <laughs> Jordan Knight is what you desire. Fuck I do. It's disgusting. But it was fun. We even had uh I actually just thought of this. I was telling the boys, I was like, uh, our buddy Andrew's wife came to the boy band party and we and I was so very excited because I've never met her. And uh he just told her, Yeah, go to Naomi's birthday party, it's a boy band party. <laughs> so she came on the Zoom and it was awesome. She's a BSB girl. Okay. Back all right. Yeah. (laughs) She's too young for the new kids. So, yeah. How old is she? Is she in her 30s? Uh, Yeah. Early, early, I think early 30s. Probably like your age, maybe younger. But yeah, uh, I want to welcome everybody to uh, the very first anniversary of Dope Nostalgia. And who better to celebrate than with my OGs, my my co host. Host, what, what's, I don't even know how to say that from another mother kind of thing, but yeah. <laughs> Kendra and Colin are here today to, to talk to them. Hello. Hello. The year that has passed. I was on the first show, so there. Wasn't yeah. I? I, I think were I was on the, the second show. show. Second show, shit. 
<laughs> doesn't even know doesn't even know that's okay it was okay when you're doing the first three you just kind of like wing it so i, I sure yeah yeah. When you start a podcast, you want to have like two or three in, in the bank and then put it out so that there's right. something else to listen to. So I think we'd recorded for episode one, two, and three by the time it came out. And I tried to be really, really uh, planned out when I put this show together. I went and got myself my SOCAN license. I tried to, you know, cross my T's, dot my I's, do all those things to make it work properly. And I'm glad I did it that way, you know? Um it worked out well. I should probably pull up a list of the uh, past episodes we had this year and some of those highlights. Yes, of course. I'm going to pull mine up too. Starting. From I, I, I wrote. I wrote all mine down so that I had it right <laughs> in front of me. Old school. Good brainstorming. There's still going to be. Uh, as we're recording this, there's still three episodes left before this comes out. Um, Sven Gali is coming out on the January seventh. Tide-eyed skies. Yeah. yeah um and then i do that one that nkotb one with the girls who host the uh nkotb podcast that one and then 5440 so oh, those sweet. three are all coming out before this airs well so we'll totally Today, forget about them in the review <laughs> i listened to the one you did with the uh, with the guy from the the bon jovi uh podcast the guy you, you did, did two about the bond yeah. Okay. Well, I, anyway, I, I just listened to one just a few minutes ago and I just love the guy's accent. I was oh, walking the around the house one. speaking in the accent. Yeah. He's uh, from Liverpool. That's Jay Harris from Liverpool. Liverpool. He sounds like a beetle. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he hosts the Bon Jovi podcast and uh, fantastic. Really, really fun guy to talk. I haven't talked to him in a while now. I kind of feel bad when I think about it, but everyone's got busy with things and but actually, you know what? That was our number one most downloaded episode. Really? Was the Bon Jovi ones? The two Bon Jovi ones were the most downloaded episodes so far. That's awesome. Um, which is funny because nobody from the band is on either episode. <laughs> but I, I, think, I think it's just because uh, the reach of the people who are on the show to the Bon Jovi community that got it out right. there. Yeah, it's like you guys are like drug addicts that have the same drug of choice. So. Oh man, I it is. It's it's totally like our heroin and I right. Love it. So, well, it's, it probably is like because he he uh, the guy that was on the, the those shows he's got his own podcast, right? So that's where it's kind of nice when you have like other people from other podcasts because you can kind of like cross reference or like their 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 fans will start listening to your show and vice versa yeah. and kind of branch out. It's a beautiful thing, actually. Uh, it's something I've kind of keyed, clued into doing um, coming f- up forward, too, because the thing I always worry about is having too many interviews too close together and then not being able to get more interviews so, right. with, with, with the actual singers themselves. So I try to space it out a bit with other interesting people, and I think that other podcast hosts has been the way to go. I found a lot of them on Reddit that I'm going to do uh, shows with in January who hosts other podcasts. That's awesome. Yeah, cross promotion is always good. Yeah, for sure. So you'll be hearing about a lot of other shows this year. When you had Craig Northey on, did you talk about Corner Gas at all with him? You know what? I don't remember. I think we did. I think we touched on it. Well, I think we did touch on that Corner Gas thing. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, they do the theme song, or he did the theme song. I don't think it was the odds. I think it was just him. And then he was on an episode, too. 
Yeah, I think we touched on it. I definitely remember um, looking that all up in, in my research before I talked to him. Sure. Sometimes the conversation just takes place and it goes in the direction it's going to go. And then your questions kind of go to the wayside. <laughs> but so those, those ones always end up there. being really good um, episodes because like it's so authentic. You end up just talking about like it just becomes a conversation. It makes it very interesting, I think. Those are the best episodes I find. Those are the ones where it's like you're at ease with the person you're interviewing because you're actually having a talk that's going in two directions. It's not just me throwing questions at you, you know, it's more engaged. Yeah. And, and that's something like when I was interviewing Stu Jeffries for the good rock and tonight episode, um, he was one I was going to be really nervous about because this is the first time I was interviewing an interviewer. Yeah. And yeah. like a, a, a wicked interviewer, like a guy who's yeah. done that his whole life. Yeah. Like super pro. Right. So yeah. that one made me really nervous. Cause I was like, okay, I don't want to ask him stupid questions. I want to make this interesting for him too. And he set me at ease immediately in our chat. He was one of my favorites to talk to this year. For that was sure. that was one of um, my favorite episodes, especially coming from somebody like um, I wasn't old enough to re remember him like personally, but when I, listening listening to it afterwards and and hearing the conversation and how engaged both of you guys were, it was really interesting, even for somebody who didn't know who he was. And he um, had so much experience talking to people over the years that he had great stories. Yeah, they're very entertaining. It was a great episode. Yeah, but that was one thing he said halfway through the show is like, I uh, confessed, I said, you know what? I was really nervous actually about interviewing an interviewer. And he's like, you know what? You're doing a great job because you know what we're doing? We're having a conversation. You're not relying on your questions and it feels great. Like he's like, this is how it should be. That's awesome. That's like, and like, cool. what, a, what a compliment to you from him right somebody who's been in the business and doing this for how long right writing questions and uh and and presenting questions is nerve-wracking sometimes for me i know that there are certain questions that i will ask different artists over the same because they're always going to be a different answer so i will ask some of the same questions a lot on the show but i always want to come up with something new and fresh and entertaining to them i want to ask them questions that i can't google to find the answer I yeah. want to ask them stuff that they don't get asked all the time and actually have them go, oh man, I like, you know, that I'm so tired of answering what color is my underwear and shit. That <laughs> it, it, you know, it, that's what I think it takes to try to be the best interviewer you can be. A hundred percent. I like uh, just showing that you put that effort and took the time to research and have really well thought out questions. And, you know, you, you could tell the difference too, because they seem more engaged in what like you're talking about what you're asking and it yeah. I, I found that there's been a lot of really great episodes because of that because it is a little different or or you catch them off guard with a question that they didn't expect really and they're okay like, like oh, this is different oh. <laughs> when i was in radio school that was one of the th things they said is the first thing is don't ever ask an artist how's the tour going don't ever sit down <laughs> open your eyes. How's the tour going? Because of but course that's a lot. Question. Yeah. Especially in mainstream media, because I think that mainstream media, they're required to ask a lot of repetitive, annoying questions for the artist because the mainstream audience wants to know the answers to the boring questions because they well, don't follow the band intensely. A lot of the exactly times, so, it's, sorry, go ahead, Kendra. 
I was just uh, same thing. I was gonna say like if they're not like hardcore fans, they're not researching the shit out of them and know them back to front. So they like they 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 want to know all of the trivial things because it's it's easy access, right? Yeah. A lot of times it's lazy though. I think like I think for a lot of radio hosts anyway, that's my experience is radio hosts and a lot of times it's laziness. Oh, okay, I'm gonna just you know fire this stuff off, but because really, which the answer. Right the answer the answer to the the how's the tour going what's the answer going to be you're going to say oh it sucks we hate we hate playing in this fucking cold shithole you know nobody's gonna say that and there goes your conversation it's just right. <laughs> and they're never going to be honest with you they're just going to tell you what you need to hear and what it's they, great what yeah. they were trained to tell you that yeah. like honestly it reminds me a lot of um like i've taken some workshops for performing and stuff like that like as a musician or singer and one of the things that they actually told us to like when you get on stage is never ask how's everyone doing because that's what everybody asks and you're gonna you're gonna end up with crickets like nobody's gonna say anything and then you're gonna feel like an ass and then it's gonna be like really awkward the energy going forward so it's never never say how how's everyone doing you know it's just it's too cliche I get annoyed when I go to a show and they're like Oh yeah, you guys are the loudest crowd we've heard this whole tour. It's like, no, we're not. You're just you guys are way better than Calgary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just pit us against each other even more. That's what we need. (laughs) Oh, look at all these sexy Edmonton girls in the house tonight. The hottest girls are always in Edmonton. (laughs) (laughs) You're just looking for something after the show. (laughs) Well, Naomi, we've basic pandering. Yeah, (laughs) we've talked about this. uh, mutual friend of ours <laughs> doing a karaoke contest was was talking about how he's seen American Idol and he's seen Canadian Idol and nothing has been as big as what's going on here at this bar tonight. <laughs> so basically compared to karaoke contest in Edmonton to American Idol. But yeah. yeah. But it works because they go nuts because of how, <laughs> how this person says it. So uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he, knows how to, he knows how to sex up a crowd. Hey Edmonton, you want to get high? Yeah. Hi! <laughs> oh yeah. Now, going back to the very first episode, it was uh, it was EMF. It was yeah. a guitar player from EMF, and he was he wasn't the I think he's the second person that said yes to an interview, and he was a delight. Tim Stevens. He wasn't. That was like said, a really was, nice, yeah, really good interview and episode. Especially for your first one coming out, I was like, "Wow, like this, this, like I, I loved how easygoing you guys were, even right off the bat in the first episode." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it felt like it went really well, and I was still trying to learn at this point how to record properly. Um, and in saying that, the very first interview I had was actually episode two, which was Moxie Fruvis, um, Marie Foster, the bassist. Uh, original founding member of Moxie Fruvis. We had an amazing conversation and the fucking thing didn't record. <laughs> I remember yeah, you telling remember that. me that. I yeah. was brutally devastated. I was sitting here in tears. I was just like, what do I do? And what do I tell him? And blah, 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 blah. we made it work. I ended up just telling Colin, like I wrote down everything I could remember that he said from memory. And I just ended up telling Colin, hey, here's what I asked him. You want to know what he said? This is what he said. And then it went like that. You know, I was thinking about that interview and it's it's a shame that it didn't record. But I mean, at this point in time, I think it'd be pretty easy to get Gian Gomeshi. I don't think he's got a lot of uh, I don't know if I want to talk to him. <laughs> I'm 100 percent joking. I yeah. actually I actually would <laughs> I was rather say I was like, I would rather like 
vomit all over myself right now than talk to him. <laughs> I wonder how many people would pay to see that. I think, yeah. Oh, I there's think an OnlyFans for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's how my financial situation's going. Yeah. There's an OnlyFans for everything. I want to make an OnlyFans where I just sit there and eat chicken wings. I, I, I guarantee there's Easy one money. Easy yeah. If I make it saucy enough and like roll my tongue around a lot, I think I could get some money. Well, go on YouTube and search mukbang. That's oh, what that no. is essentially. Muk- People, <laughs> yeah, mukbang. I, I, I love, I love that you know that. I hey, I can tell you all about it. And uh, they, they, people sit there and they and they just eat and like they eat whatever. And like this one will be the spaghetti mukbang, and somebody just mm. sit there and eat spaghetti and talk, and that's all they do. What's the sexiest thing I could eat? It doesn't even have to be sexy. That's the thing is that they're not always sexy. Sometimes they're just like something guy. like really not sexy, sexy though. Like sort what? Make something like that's not sexy, sexy like sushi. Oh sure. Have you ever like, watched anybody eat sushi? It's like the like the most awkward thing because you're like especially like trying to put all of it in your mouth and it's just like awkward. I saw one where the guy sat there and ate macaroni and cheese. And he was like a, a, a chubby, unshaven dude. <laughs> and he just sat there and he ate macaroni and cheese. And the video was 45 minutes. I didn't watch the whole thing. I wonder how much that's... he made. Who knows? you got to get a bazillion views on YouTube to make five cents. So I don't know. <laughs> My buddy there, Charlie, he does a DIY porn festival every year called the Blue Review here in town. Oh, that's his? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so one year... I think it was the last blue review. Obviously there wasn't one this year, but uh, the winner was a video of a girl who was taking a bath in the bathtub full of macaroni and cheese and masturbating yeah. in the tub with the cheese and stuff with the noodles all right. and all that. And I think at the end, like I did, obviously I didn't see the video cause you have to actually go to the event to see the videos and then they're gone. Like right. that's just it. Yeah. And then I think he said at the end, they just throw in like a handful of hot dogs and then it cuts. <laughs> <laughs> so I've like always that. wanted to go to that. Yeah. I've yeah. always wanted to go. Blue review. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't know that. Is that, is that Charlie's like whole thing? Is he the producer of that? Uh, I think he has partners in it, but he's a big part of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. I did not know that. I didn't, I didn't know Charlie was a big perv. Good on you, Charlie. <laughs> Love you, Charlie, man. He's a perv curator. He's ah, a well, creator yeah. of the perv. That's I love it. Me, me to too. get That's... technical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me, me too. That's what my X videos account says. Curator of whatever. <laughs> I curate my Pornhub list. Of course. Pornhub d- d- disintegrated. Half of it, but... Yeah, deleted half the stuff. <laughs> I've heard. She just found out about how to find the podcast at Christmas this year, so. Now you're scared, right? right? Yeah, I'm scared. Who's that, sorry? My mother. Your mom? Okay. Hi, mom. <laughs> We're kidding. Totally joking. She knows. All this all this weed and porn talk, totally joking. Totally, I mean, totally. I've been yeah. single and trapped in my house for a year. What do you expect me to do? <laughs> Join the convent. To, I'm now reverting to watching boy band porn, which is just basically <laughs> me fantasizing about boy band. So it's fun. Yeah, well, who hasn't done that? Come on. Yeah, but I was supposed to grow out of that by like 14. Yeah, well, my parents have been waiting for me to grow out of my DJing habit for that long too. (laughs) And that hasn't happened either. Kendra's like my one friend who loves boy bands, who's who's a lesbian. 
<laughs> I actually love them for the music. <laughs> yeah. So we can actually talk about the music while I'm sitting here perving out about it. Just by like, mm. yeah, like cause uh, on, on her birthday, like they pulled up a video of Jordan Knight um, and he's like dancing and the video literally is from like his neck down and he's got <laughs> like a button up shirt with nothing on underneath that's open and he's just like pretty much grinding on the stage and like everybody else who was there that could enjoy that was like oh my god and I'm just like sing something you're like, <laughs> you're like I've heard better songs yeah yeah <laughs> Like, but I mean, let's be honest, back in the I, 80s, who was a fan of Lita Ford's music? Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know many of her songs. Yeah, to be I bought the good. albums. I liked I a couple of like, songs. Did you like the music? Uh, not really. No, there was some of it that was good. I mean, yeah, what Kendra said, I mean, there was, there, there, was some, there was some good tunes, but I mean, nobody bought it for that. Nobody I know anyway. I had all the posters on my wall. I had as many posters of Lita Ford as I did of Motley Crue, and I listened to Motley Crue a hundred times as much. Yeah, I had an equal number of posters from girls to boys, like because uh, I'd have like Tiffany, Janet Jackson, Paula Abdul, and then I'd right. the boys up too, you know. So it, it was pretty split down the middle. See, when I was a kid, I did have like a lot of like boys on my wall because you know that whole like let's not, let's pretend i'm not gay <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is if you look really closely most of it was handsome and they look like girls anyway so <laughs> <laughs> i think it's really telling <laughs> yeah oh, you, you, you did like that handsome oh, yeah. yeah. or what was that thing that, that that old joke like those chicks in poison are hot yep yeah. i saw a shirt where it's like nirvana and it's like all of the handsome boys i saw that yeah yeah that's a funny shirt because they had the same haircut as Kurt Cobain they totally did (laughs) yeah they did they also uh Taylor uh the lead singer had a rat tail like (gasps) like Jordan's rat tail yeah Donnie had a rat tail yeah he had one down to the middle of his back I never noticed that yeah I was a fan (laughs) (laughs) I I thought rat tails was so over by that time but no they were bringing it back they sure did yeah. And all the bands had the one homely guy too. Like Hanson had that that t- that tall homely guy. <laughs> the older one, Isaac. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. He was, and then like like it was always usually the bass player. Usually the bass player was was not making the cut in Colin's the, the Hanson solid- department. Colin's always solidifying me not getting these interviews. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Hanson could totally be on the show. They're so not going to. This will be the last show. Yeah, I'm finishing it off. But that's you're funny. I love having you on the show because you're making us laugh with this shit. It's great. Yeah, this stuff just rolls out of my head. If only I could make money off it. So sometimes I'm like, I'm not gonna respond to that. <laughs> yeah, it's just that, that tall guy with the beard. He fucked it all up. Everybody else is fine. We're gonna ask, is he gonna be there for the uh, show? That's right. That 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 yappy guy. Is he gonna be there? Yeah. No. No. <clears throat> I, and so like so after episode two that's when um cbc radio found out about this what we were doing and the fact that we'd actually gotten people to respond to it right and, um so they had me on cbc radio edmonton on the morning show um right around this time which gave me a little bit more like uh motivation and oomph to get things rolling mm-hmm. and then that's when the big episode i thought was huge to get for episode three was color me bad sure 
that was awesome he was really cool too I, I i really enjoyed that one he just like he seemed like such a cool guy and he was so down for like chatting with you and mm-hmm. it was mark yeah, Calderon. Was one. yeah yeah and i mean color me bad is a group that was so big at the time and in the last few years they've had their share of uh hardships because like brian and mark are i don't know if they get along now or not so they might be patched up but some really like if you google what happened to color me bad in the last few years there was some shit that went down <laughs> but um yeah no that was i thought didn't, didn't I think, they get into like a fight like on stage. on stage yeah on stage brian shoved mark when he was drunk brian was drunk um so then i think brian went into rehab right after that and i think like as far as we can tell brian's the one going on all the shows like the dr drew and or dr phil or whatever and being like trying to get back with his band kind of thing and tried to be like i've been working on me so hopefully like all the best to him i really hope he's doing a lot better but brian was basically like the one who did most of the leads in the group he was he was the main singer for the most part mark has been doing like a lot of solo stuff too right though yeah mark definitely had like he had just put out a solo single uh I think it was near the end of 2019. And so we played that on the show and we got to promote it for him. Yeah, he was a fantastic guest. Yeah, I went and followed him on uh, Instagram afterwards because I was like, this guy was cool. Like, he was really awesome to listen to. Like, he seemed like he was just really excited to be on the show and really excited to, like, talk about his, like, new stuff. And I was just so happy and surprised that he said yes. That was the first one that, like, blew my mind. Um Episode four was Colin and I doing Ugly Kid Joe slash Latour because I wanted to talk about this one guy's one hit wonder. People are still having sex. <laughs> and I've learned nothing new since that episode about the location or whereabouts of Latour. <laughs> <laughs> well, their parents It's don't still know a mystery. So. Yeah. 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 He's he's totally missing. So, oh, yeah. And then we just talked about Ugly Kid Joe a bit there on that one, too. Just a good. Oh, I love the show. Ugly Kid Joe. Yeah, that's, I think that's one of the, the I think that was a, a great band musically who didn't get enough credit because everything about you was kind of a, uh, you don't want to say it's a novelty single, but I mean, that was their big hit. And, but musically they were tight, I always thought. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't just like a shtick. It was no. just, um, I mean, yeah. And I think like they're still active as active as one can be during a yeah yeah i will i mean their 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 last few albums didn't do well but like whitfield crane's a great singer mm-hmm. and i i i don't can't remember what the guitar player's name is but he's great and yeah it's i thought they were good like neighbor i thought that i thought neighbor was a great single and it didn't get a lot of traction either the single with pat from snl uh yeah yeah that's the one yeah yeah it's pat and... julia sweeney yeah, that's right Julia Sweeney, where is she these days? I see her cameo and things once in, here and there. Speaking of cameo, I want to mention to people that uh, something I mentioned uh, on another earlier episode is we should start a GoFundMe so that we can do a cameo for Vince Neil for Colin. Yes. Uh, yeah. We've, looked, we've yes. looked up the prices on uh, getting a cameo from Vince Neil, and we're looking at $400 you know, for, him, for him to slur at you in drunken ease. That's, but that's the thing. <laughs> If I'm going to get one, I want a guarantee that he's going to be liquored. 
Because if he's not liquored, I'm not interested. So make sure you buy a bottle. Make sure that he's he's gonna be doing shots like do like ten shots before he even starts talking. That's right. If he can pronounce my name without screwing it up, I'm I know. Yeah, Colin. Keep kickstarting my heart. Keep it. Do you, <laughs> do you know? I just heard this the other day. Who the top selling person on Cameo is mm. is uh, the guy who played Kevin on The Office. No, really? Yeah. Wow. He's a he's one hundred ninety five dollars, and he yeah. did a million dollars worth of business last year. Because I think he's really funny and he makes them real personal. Like, oh, probably. Yeah. I think that's what his thing is. So he's not at high price point. If your price point's too high, you probably won't make that much. No, like I think uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner is like twenty five hundred dollars or something like that. Oh, like who is who's, who's dropping twenty five hundred bucks? Yeah, yeah. The lo- the most expensive one I saw was um, Floyd Mayweather was nine hundred and ninety nine. Really? Uh huh. Yeah, and um, uh, Charlie Sheen's up there. That uh, makes sense. Soup yeah. Dog's up there. Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> but how on earth Vince Neil values himself higher than Alice Cooper at $300? I will never understand. Alice I think Cooper? he's more in demand, yeah. Alice Cooper's just way cooler. Alice Cooper is way cooler, but I think he's less in demand than Vince Neil. Alice Cooper hasn't been huge in a lot of years i feel like hey stupid was a big single but he was never like motley crew uh excuse me level you know and a lot of these guys are doing this right now because they're not working there's no work right now sure so easy money they can't go and do like without having to go on only fans without having to eat chicken wings all over (laughs) Uh, the- I will do that. I don't know why you, you're putting that down. If I could eat chicken uh, wings I, and, and, you no, know, if, I'd do it. If I could make even 50 bucks a day eating chicken wings, I have to cover the cost of the wings. Yeah. And the sauce. Yeah. And, and- the weight loss program when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> but- I'll bake the damn wings, though. I'll bake them. Ah. Fine. There you go. I was uh, last time I was on, I was telling Naomi about this, uh, Colin, this show that's on YouTube where the guy interviews celebrities while hot eating. Ones. Yes. Yeah. You know, I love, it. Hot ones. I love, it, love, love it. that show. It's so I great. It. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. I keep the, hearing about it. The, the Kevin Hart one was hilarious. Kevin Hart was good. You know, the, the one that, that makes me cringe, but I can't stop watching it is DJ Khaled. I haven't seen that one yet, but I want to watch it. It's awesome. He quits in the first five minutes and he spends the rest of the time explaining why him quitting is like totally cool. Like it's just so okay, good. I have to watch it now. You do. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like oh, there's some that are really, really freaking funny. The Gordon Ramsay one. <laughs> he could barely, good. yeah, he couldn't barely handle it at all. He had to run to the washroom at one point. Well, <laughs> and him too, going. he spends, he spends the whole time talking about how like he's way cooler than this show and like, <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid and these wings are awful and, and well i think his kids put him up to it probably it they know like that, it. yeah but yeah oh man so funny i love that you know that show <laughs> oh i that, love that show yeah i just watched actually johnny knoxville uh last night or the night before and oh, terry cruz i saw recently yeah it's good yeah um yeah so funny um yeah, JD and I started watching that. Like we literally binge watched it for like two days straight. Yes. 
Yeah, and when they get like, to the bomb, the bomb is the one that kills everybody. That's the that's, yeah, that's the that's the bad one. I was like, oh yeah. my god, I couldn't even imagine. I probably would start crying, <laughs> like legit, start crying. Well, if either of you guys done that chip thing, that chip challenge, that like you buy the one chip in the bag and it's a really hot chip. No, no. Uh, wife and I did that one. My wife Nikki and I did that one, and uh, yeah, oh my god, like if those wings are anywhere close to what that chip is like, it's unbelievable. Like, I will not do that again. You swear you're going to die. Like, you swear you've done yourself harm. It's so hot. It's so, oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, when you watch them, when they get to the bomb, like, yeah. you could you could see on some of them, like, the worry in their face. They like, get scared. Oh, God, what did I just do to myself? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gordon Ramsay talks about, yeah, did I fuck up my taste buds? Like, can, am I going to be able to, to cook tomorrow? Like, because I can't taste anything. Yeah, yeah. And they start crying or snotting everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what a great concept. Here, let's eat really, really hot chicken wings and have a conversation. <laughs> sure. My only criticism is when they get to the hot ones, a lot of people shut down and they don't talk anymore. They just lament about how terrible, like, oh my God, I can't handle it. Which is, I guess, kind of the point. That's the funny yeah. part, though. Yeah. But I, I also really like the guy who's interviewing. I think he's a really good interviewer because he asks, like, interesting questions. Yeah. He, he, he does well thought out, like, um, researched questions, kind of similar sure. to what, like, you, Naomi, are trying to do with, with this podcast. I right. think he asks, like, things that probably they haven't been asked a million times. Oh, for sure. Why don't we rip that off? We have to just have something that's that's painful to eat. Like, we've got to eat crickets or we've got to eat something like that that's, like, gross. Do Yeah, do, like, survivor stuff. Like, we'll do questions and then we have to eat, like, a snail. And then the snail's the easy one, and then we, we move we up should, to a mealworm. We, we should do an episode of Dope Nostalgia while we're talking about a bad, and then Eating we have to eat sauce? random shit. Uh, we could totally do hot sauce, or we could oh, do yeah. some random shit. Hold on. I'm just Stuff to look forward game. to in the new year for this show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, coming coming in 2021 on, uh, on Dope Nostalgia, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> That'd be so a good. whole new show. <laughs> Since our ho- host has stepped out, I'm going to vape openly now do it i've been drinking a beer the whole time <laughs> this might be my second one i it only might have be. three so oh is that is that a, a limiting behavior or you just ended up with three of them i have only three left but that's ah. okay then i can move to the hard alcohol and well, i still have some of the apple whiskey left well, happy holidays I have none of the You're apples good. but some of the whiskey happy You're holidays good. i've been drinking a whole bottle of wine tonight wow I tell you, this year, this is the first year that I, I've uh, I've had eggnog without any rum in it. And that was a new experience. I don't know what the point of it is. It's really like, oh, without... uh, that's what Does that it... tastes like? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Does it feel good? Does it feel good? Does it feel healthy? No. No, like not having alcohol? Uh, like, why do yeah, people well, drink yeah. this without alcohol? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, this is disgusting. I would only put booze in it. Oh, I'm, I'm totally... Uh, health guy now like i'm eating really well these days i took a couple days off for christmas and i ate my face off till my pants didn't fit but now i'm back on the horse i'm doing intermittent fasting so i'm mr health now is that where you like don't eat for like 12 hours or something like that i don't eat for 20 hours oh shit okay i'm at like 12 i heard it was 16 but i think there's different there's different ones yeah Yeah. some people do alternate days like they, they just don't eat every second day that kind of thing Five years ago, it was like, you need to eat more often, smaller. Yeah. You have to eat See, eight times a day. And now I, it's like, don't do that. 
but you know like it, it, it depends on the person and their body because the thing is i tried the intermittent fasting it, it was not doing anything for me but the second that i started eating healthy but more regularly eating in the morning eating a snack before lunch and then having my lunch i actually that's why i started losing all my weight sure well the first time i lost weight my first the first time i got healthy that's what i did was body for life which is six meals a day yeah you know so it's just all different it just depends on what you're eating when you're eating it kind of how much you're eating there's so there's so much to weight loss well, I quit animal products too. And that did a huge, I lost tons of weight when I quit animal products. That's such a hard one for me. I can't. I know. I like, it's eating, the first month. I, I, I like eating meat too much, which is really funny coming from a lesbian, but it's true. <laughs> the meatless gaze. What were we talking about to... the, day? the meatless gaze. <laughs> I used to love making the joke back when both my sisters, they used to both be vegetarian. Only my older sister is a vegetarian now. Um, but I used to always make the joke that I thought it was hilarious that the lesbian of the family was the only one who ate meat. <laughs> <laughs> you feel conflicted about liking sausages so much? Is that something you think about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sausages are delicious. God damn it. Uh, I'm more into tacos, but. Oh, okay. Ah, it makes sense. Okay. That's <laughs> totally what I would think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Podcasting is so much fun, but it's kind of expensive too. We got to pay for stuff like licensing fees, hosting fees, long distance phone calls, etc., etc. You get the drill? Okay. Well, we have a new thing called Patreon. Now, Dope Nostalgia has a Patreon account where you can subscribe to premium content. And what that means for you is for the very low starting price of $1 a month, you'll be able to get the podcast two days in advance of the regular release. Not only that, $3 a month, you get exclusive video content just for you guys to check out bonus stuff all the time that you don't get with the regular show. So check it out, patreon.com slash dope nostalgia. Become a subscriber today and get all the good perks. Hey, I'm Josh Rodriguez. And I'm Mike Zacchio. And we are the the new new pod pod on on the block. block. Every week, Mike and I will be breaking down our obsession with everything boy band culture. From bangers to bops to fashion and everything in between. If it's boy band related... We also want you to be a part of it. So call to our hotline and leave a voicemail for the show. 818-308-4084. Be sure to subscribe, give us five stars, and leave us a review. Follow me at Mike underscore Zacchio. And I'm Josh Rodriguez at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. And you can follow New Pod on the Block on Instagram at New Pod on the Block. New Pod on the Block. Every week on your favorite podcast platform. Hit it! Here's Rappin' Rockin' Barbie. You can sing along. Cause with her boom box, you can rap a song. This Barbie's cool from her head to her toes. Cause she's got the most happening clothes. This Barbie's the hottest, that's what I found. Cause her boom box plays a real rap sound. <laughs> you can rap a song too. With Rappin' Rockin' Barbie. And a Rappin' Rockin' Crew.
Rap and Rock and Barbie doll and friends each have a boombox. Energizer brand batteries included. Dolls each sold separately. Episode five. We've only got 45 to go. Um, oh, cool. Baha- All right. Bahaman. Cool guy. Nehemiah healed. What a nice dude. All the Yippee way from I the Bahamas. Hope. I was like, this phone call cost me $100. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a package for long distance and they didn't include the Bahamas, apparently. What? Oh, it, no. it was not in the fine prints. So I spent 45 minutes on the phone with my phone company trying to rectify that. They gave me like half off the phone call, but it was oh, worth it. It was yeah. worth it. We well, that, at least, at least you got something. That's like crazy though. Yeah. We had a good chat. So, but I was just like, damn you. You spend like stupid utilities companies. You spend most of your life on the phone with them arguing and then you die. Yeah. <laughs> then you die. <laughs> I ended up, I spent $600 on data once. I can't remember how it worked out, but I, I screwed up. I did the same thing. I bought a package and I just used it like crazy. And oh, that doesn't include whatever. And yeah, yeah it was 600 and something dollars for data. Oh it's unbelievable. Right? It's like the thing that has like three tiny asterisks and like. That's right. And like two, you can't read the fine print because it's so tiny. Yeah. 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 So that was a good one though. It was worth it. I love talking to Nehemiah. Episode six was Colin and I going over the history of Firehouse. Yeah. I never thought you'd hurt me. Yeah, good stuff. That, that was kind of the birth of the whole um, name that tune thing we were doing on here too, because it was stumping. That's right. You. Yeah, you guys, you. you guys played it before it became fucking stupid. <laughs> before it became this is fucking stupid. The show. This is stupid. The show. This that would be my podcast. This is stupid. Stupid. Yeah, where it's basically we do name that tune on the uh, shorter episodes. I'll throw in some name that tune segments and. Uh, yeah, actually, I don't hear much about what people think of those. So you guys got to always like make sure you email us and let us know what you think about the the name that tune. This is fucking stupid. I want to hear what you got to say about it. Have you got even one junk picture since we were joking about that, telling everybody to send pictures of the junk? Dick Did pics? that ever happen? I never yeah. get dick pics. Well, that's the we need to change that. All <laughs> you folks out there in podcast land right now, take a send picture a of your pic. junk, send it in. <laughs> What's the email address? Uh, uh, Kendra class. No, no. <laughs> oh, I do know. No. <laughs> no, my wife and I have like our emails, like intertwine on all of our like stuff, like our iPads. And I'm like, she would be the one that was going to end up seeing it. You're getting the hammock pictures. I would love to watch JD open that email. I would die laughing. That would be amazing. I would have to record it for sure. She would have a heart attack. Yeah. Why are there (laughs) schlongs in my email? Just blame Naomi. (laughs) Naomi doesn't know her own email address. (laughs) If there's there's schlongs, it's Naomi's fault. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just want to tell the guys a disclaimer. Don't send girls dick pics. No, none of us want them. Unless, unless they actually like say, Hey, send me a dick pic. Just don't fucking do it. (laughs) Uh, Episode seven. Speaking, (laughs) speaking of what, of sauce, boot sauce, episode seven. (laughs) Getting yeah. funky with the guitarist Sonny Greenwich Jr., who is a delight. One of my early, early interviews, and uh, yeah, still like like each other's shit on Instagram and all that. He lives out in Scotland. He's an amazing dude. Ooh, correction, he lives in Ireland. Very cool. Boot Sauce was, was a great one. band. Uh, oh, I a- love Boot Sauce. Yeah, they were underrated. Underrated. They were funky. They yeah. were. They were really funky. I liked quite a few of their songs. Around that time, that's when I made the plea to MC Hammer to come on the show. And then I got on his uh, Periscope feed one day and he just started up doing the Periscope. Uh, There's probably 15 people watching at that time because he just went online. And then I typed, hey, you want to come on my podcast? And he's like, nope, no podcast for me. And I'm like, hey, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, bye. <laughs> but hey, I got an answer. <laughs> That's right. You had to pray just to make it today, and then it didn't work. Mm-hmm. 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 Episode eight, Gin Blossoms, with our friend Quinn Clark, my uh, yeah. L2L buddy on that the was, L2L podcast. That was quite quite the episode, like because like there's some like darkness surrounding that band. It's it was a very I dark. I didn't story. even realize until hearing that. Yeah, episode. I didn't know that either. I I was not uh, I was not privy to that. Yeah, it's quite a dark story. Um, but uh, it, it, it was it was like it was a cool one to listen to, like hearing about it. Like not that it was cool that that stuff happened, but it was just interesting to hear about it because, like, I had no idea. I'm like, all I know was this, like, the music from back then, right? So yeah. hearing a little bit more about what happened, that was, um, yeah, it was a good episode. Um, episode nine was fantastic because we got it was basically about the trio of Love Inc., BKS, and Chris Shepard. Chris Shepard being Simone the, Denny, the creator of all of those groups, and Simone Denny was our special guest. She had just been in Edmonton um, before that, working with uh, Jesse Lipscomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she had just got back to Toronto pretty recently after w- when we had our uh, interview, and yeah, beautiful, beautiful lady, amazing singer. She was really um, sweet. Like I, I really enjoyed uh, that interview. She seemed like such a really down to earth, really cool chick. She was. And you know, it's, she was great. And the funny thing is that the more I talk to people constantly, where do you think Chris Shepard is? Nobody fucking knows. He's nobody's disappeared. Saying nobody's saying Racing it. snowmobiles. Still ask people that all the time. He's like a myth. <laughs> Crazy, baby. He went Did into he ever hiding. exist? <laughs> um, my, my biggest guess would be that he's like hiding on an island somewhere he seems like the sort of guy who's got no problem dropping out like he's he's got the cash and he's done his thing yeah. and he's just he made a lot of money drinking right? margaritas yeah but he also like uh there's rumored that he had been teaching as a professor at the university of toronto hmm. at some point too in the last probably year. under his actual name like is, i don't is his name chris shepherd actually legally i don't know I don't know. Um, and then, yeah, we went on to episode 10, which was the most downloaded episode we've had so far, which is the discussion of the Bon Jovi album these days with Jay Harris. So we've talked about that one. Episode 11, 12, and 13 were all about one band. And why? 
because they all wanted to talk to us. <laughs> well, the two two of four of, were, were able to talk to us. So uh, that was Miss that, Big. And Eric that Martin. was my first time being on the show. That's right. Wow. Yeah. So episode one is Mr. Big's lead singer, Eric Martin. Episode two is Kendra and I talking about Mr. Big. And trying to open a beer for an hour and a half. For an hour and a half. This was the episode we recorded right before lockdown started because uh, we all got sick right after. Yeah. That was the last one we recorded right here in my home. Yeah. After that, they were all Zoom chats. Yeah. And everything since everywhere has been Zoom chats. Yeah. It's all been Zoom chats. But yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, we spent an hour trying to open a beer and uh, (laughs) yeah, that was my first time on the show. I was like super, super nervous. And so we're like, okay, let's have some beers. And then uh, uh, there's the one that had like the wax top on it. It it, like looked like a wine bottle and it had like a wax top. And both of us uh, had had a few beers at this point. (laughs) So then we're like, how do we open this? And then it literally consisted of us trying to open it for like an hour and a half on the show. I'm like, you're going to have to end up having to like edit half of this out. Without injuring trying to open this damn beer bottle. <laughs> reality, reality podcasting. Yeah. Oh man. That was fun though. And it was funny too. Cause like, um, cause Naomi was like, Hey, do you want to be on my podcast? And I was like, I, I'd love to be on like, and she's like, okay, pick, pick a band that you want to talk about or an artist. And I love Mr. Big. They're one of my favorite bands. And uh, so we decided to uh, do the podcast. And then after we decided to do, (laughs) Mimi's like, I'm in on this. I'm starting my only fans. I got a pussy on the screen right now. (laughs) But yeah, so we decided to do the Mr. Big episode. And then after we decided that we were going to do it, she heard back from Eric Martin and Billy Sheehan that they both wanted to be on the show. Yeah. And both and great guests, both really, really great guests. Really yeah. great guests. They like do. what a great conversation. I talked Eric is holds the record. I think for the longest interview I've had, cause that was just over two hours. He was super comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And he I, was so like down so for much. chatting. I learned so much from him. And he even picked up the guitar a couple times and like, that, <laughs> you know, it was that amazing. was, that was crazy when he did that. It was awesome too. Cause like, you could just hear how awesome his voice is like in person, like over the phone or whatever. Like it was yeah. so, so good. I was like, man, that was such a good episode, but I found it so funny because like we had decided it and then, then they contacted you and were like, yeah, like we totally want to be on the show. And then the, the, the latest one that we we're like okay like do you want to be on the show which one do you want and i was like i love alana miles let's talk about her and then she contacted you afterwards i'm like i think i'm a lucky you're charm. a good luck charm <laughs> i think so it's me <laughs> i think so well let's see if we can get dave Grohl. let's talk about talk about dave Grohl a little bit then. okay let's, so uh... let's do an episode <laughs> you and me <laughs> about a good old dave Grohl, and he'll be that's here. right he'll just whoosh, come into your appearance and there he is Episode 14, the KLF, the band that uh, did a lot of fucked up weird ass shit because it didn't really it want did. to be famous. Yeah. With my good friend Munzee, Chris Monroe, who uh, shout out to him and his podcast, um, The Soundtrack to a Life, because uh, we did a swap on that. He did my show, I did his. So it was really good. Um, episode 15, Earth Tones. Earth Tones were 
like a Canadian phenomenon boy band type thing, but they were like a doo-wop group more than a boy band. They did a lot of acapella stuff and um, based out of Calgary. So Scott Henderson came on the show and told me all about what happened with them. And when they worked at Prince's studio recording and they kind of met Prince. At Paisley Park? Yeah, Paisley Park. Yeah. Wow. Um, They told me the story about how it works when you work at Prince's studio. If you run into Prince, you're not to make eye contact with Prince. All right. You're not, you're not supposed to like talk to him or anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Prince was a, you know, I don't know everybody. He's, he's a myth and everybody, you know holds him in really high regard but there's a lot of stuff that i've heard about prince it just like wasn't cool like his attitude towards weird al i i think weird al is an honor when people have a problem with weird al i don't get them i don't understand what's up their ass uh no he's fantastic he's i think he's a great human being i think he's a talented uh comedian he's a talented uh, musician I, i think he's great he's really respectful too like he's he's the furthest thing from a a douchebag there is Oh, and he's always gone about doing things the proper way. Yeah. When he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to ask anybody's permission to do anything. No, he doesn't. But he does. Legally, yeah. all he has to do is credit them as the songwriter, whoever that's wrote it. Right. That's it. Yeah. But he's always gone out of his way to make sure that the artist was okay with it before he did it. And then some people just said no. Yeah. Uh, they said no. Paul McCartney said no. That surprises uh, me. Well, he said no because... Uh, yeah, uh, Al was going to do Live and Let Die and he was going to call it Chicken Pot Pie. And uh, Paul McCartney uh, is, a, is a vegan and he was not down with it. Oh, right. Uh, um, so, yeah, but I think he did something else of Beatles that Paul was cool with because it wasn't like that. No, he wasn't upset about the parody. He just yeah. didn't want it to be about chicken. Yeah. yeah. He's like Brian Adams now. Brian yeah, Adams Brian Adams is, 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 is very, very vegan. Yeah. People were hating on him in the summertime because he made a comment about COVID coming from China and from those uh That's right. Those wet markets. The wet markets, yeah. And and he was calling them shit. But I was like, I think this was more of a vegan statement than it was anything. I think he would have said something well, a like lot that. Of, a lot of people are saying it was racist, but I don't know if he really intended it on being that way. But no, like, I think he would have said that about anything like that because he's vegan. Yeah. But like it's that's the thing with, with with posting things you can never really know exactly what people are meaning by their posts like there's so much yeah. that's not said with like things being written out you don't have body language you don't have tone you don't have like he so it's really slightly hard. edited his post but he never deleted it like he wouldn't back down from what he said he yeah. just edited it a little bit <laughs> but yeah and then all of a sudden everybody was over that within like a week yeah well, I, was, I, like I was gonna else. say yeah. he didn't really get a ton of backlash like no. you know there's been so many people that like it was cancel culture yeah what's going after him well in the i mean in the in the world of trump i don't think anything is shocking anymore mm-hmm. and people move on to the next thing because no matter what you say trump is going to say something dumber than that yeah. <laughs> sorry righties i can hear all the dials switching off out there because i'm because i'm a because I'm, I'm a snowflake over here snowflake lefty oh i'm a big snowflake too i've always been kind of center because i have a little of this and a little of that on either side but in this day and age i'm really turned off of the uh oh man they're taking my rights they're taking my fucking rights 
That's or, you, right. or you could just you don't care about other people. That's an option too. All right, episode sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Moving the right Marshall, along. which was oh, Jesse Lipscomb Jessie. was on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, buddy Jesse Lipscomb. He was my uh, my guest. And I said, I put the ball in his court when I said, I usually do that. What I'll do is if I want to have some guests on, I'll be like, here's the list of the artists that we have that we want to talk about. You, you're welcome to bring up whoever you want to bring up on your own that might not be on the list, but this is what I have prepared. Pick one and let's do it. And he picked Amanda. And then it was Amanda awesome. Marshall's got the best hair in rock and roll, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely awesome hair. She like, and what a vocalist. I freaking love her oh, music. So powerful. Yeah. So good. I met her though, and she wasn't nice to me. She wasn't. No. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, that's all there is to the story. I better she wasn't (laughs) nice to me. (laughs) There's no more to it. Well, I hope I hope she's not a shit person, but uh, I hope she I hope she does some shit soon. I forgive you, Amanda. (laughs) Come on the show. Come Come on the show. Let's talk about it. Make it right with me. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Episode seventeen, Prozac. That was fun. James Bryan, who plays Milo in Prozac, was on the show. Um, told me a bit about uh, how those cre- those characters were created. Talked about much music and the animated pop phenomenon that was Prozac. That kind of they retired, but it's always like an open door on that. Yeah, when they, when they uh, when they need to make a mortgage payment again, <laughs> the comeback will happen. <laughs> You can never actually fully retire. You never, never say you're actually retired because if you retire and come back too much, no one will take you seriously anymore, right, Motley Crew? That's right. <laughs> yeah, they signed it. They signed an agreement that they couldn't tour together anymore until somebody offered them a hundred million dollars, and then oh, surprise! Mm-hmm. Again, Vince Neil will never be on the show. So sorry about that, but I just wrecked uh, it. Maybe, for you. maybe for four hundred bucks, he will. For four hundred. <laughs> Listen, Vince, I, I want a cameo. It's going to be 60 minutes long. Here's four <laughs> Even a half hour. Just get a half hour. Hey, that's a good fucking paycheck. 400 bucks for six, for 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah where I live, that's good. Yeah. The problem is yeah. I don't really want to talk to him. So it's it's a win-win. Oh, I totally would. I just want to hear the touring stories. I want, I want to hear the, the backstage stories. I would get. I would ask for Tommy Lee, I think. I would rather talk to Tommy Lee. I'd rather talk to Mick Mars. So about your penis. <laughs> <laughs> I've been alone for a while. Let's talk about your dick. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That pisses me off with his, like when I, when his video came out, it's like, you're rich and you're famous and you're good looking and you got a schwanz like a baseball bat. That's <laughs> not fair. Like, you know, couldn't you at least be hung like a Tic Tac? Make it fair. Can something be? Cool. Can something not be in your favor here? Like, yeah, that's right. Could like you know, make me feel better. <laughs> you owe me. I bought all the albums. You owe me. <laughs> you should market something like some kind of penis pump or. Yeah, sure. Episode nineteen. This, by the way, kids. This is going to be. Uh, I think we're going to put a higher rating on today's episode. Episode nineteen. MC Hammer was without Hammer. It was me and you and you and we had a good time. We had a good time. Yep, that was a good episode. That was good. That none of us were really prepared for. <laughs> no. 
but we still had a lot of fun. I did well, feel that's... very disorganized with that show. Like I had no real concept of what I was doing. I had no order to it and it was fine. But it yeah, it turned out good because like when the three of us got together, it just ended up being really funny. It's I found so but still flows. Exactly. Oh sure, yeah, we had a good time. I remember that very clearly. Yeah, that was a good one. Episode 20, Donna Delory. She is the um longtime backing singer for the Madonna and our True Blue tour, Who's That Girl Tour, Blonde Ambition. Uh she went on at least four Madonna tours and sang a backup on some of Madonna's actual albums. So I was excited to talk to her and learn what she could uh, impart on me when it came to uh, all things Madonna. And she also told me about all her solo stuff because she sings a lot of world music. She's she's a really fantastic singer. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed. Th- I I really enjoyed that episode too. She was another one that seemed just really cool and down to earth and down to talking about things and just like really enjoyable. I I I went and even listened to some of her stuff afterwards which is cool because yeah she mm-hmm. yeah i totally understood after hearing her talk and going listen to some of her stuff why she sang with madonna for so long i could totally hear yeah. how that would work that dynamic the w- way their voices are together yeah that's a perfect type of voice for the two of them to harmonize together almost 100 uh, worked out well and um yeah like she oh, i forgot what i was gonna say she put out music with uh, the other backing singer, Nikki Harris. Um, they even, the two of them did a cover of Madonna's song, Rain. You have to check it out. It is way better than the Madonna song. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. I learned a lot well, from Donna. Madonna as a vocalist, as a performer, she's fantastic. And she's one of the best of all time. But as a vocalist, Madonna's average. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but she is. Yeah. I do think Madonna's a good singer because she has an awesome tone. Um, mm. but I, yeah. I, but, but she's not like blow your mind singer. And I think she knows that too. But, I, yeah, um, sure. But that came out on May 28th. And that was the week of the 30th anniversary of Madonna's Blonde Ambition World Tour arriving in Toronto and Madonna being told that they had to leave Toronto by the RCMP. <laughs> when, why was that? For the self-stimulation masturbation scene on stage. Ah, right. Toronto was prudes. They were prudes and they told her she couldn't do it. It was one of two nights. The first night I think she did it. I think it was the second night where they told her she couldn't do it. Okay. She did it anyway. She's like, oh, well, I guess we might go to jail tonight. But when you're that rich and famous, you don't stay in jail for long. No. I don't even think they arrested her. I think it was just a threat. Were they really wanting to be known as the place that arrested her for that? I think it took her a long time to come back to Toronto after that. You know, there was some cop out there that wanted to be that person, though. Live out his fantasy. So he could tell his his bros that he arrested Madonna and shit. (laughs) Put Madonna in handcuffs. Yeah, Yeah. you thought about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Put that in your spank bank. (laughs) (laughs) Put that in your bank and spank it. (laughs) Episode 21, Tevin Campbell. Um, was I was actually, you know, the guy I had as my guest, fantastic guy, Anthony Hontiano. I met him one night, just randomly bored doing video chats where you hit like that chat roulette shit. You hit next, you hit next, but it's called a meagle, a meagle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Less dicks than chat roulette. Less, less guys jerking <laughs> off. But I'd say. But only by was, a little bit. Yeah. Only, only by like 25%. 
So it's like, this is springtime. I'm heavy into my drink. I'm just, everyone's wrapped up their fucking thing for the night. And I'm like, I still want to talk to people. So I'm on Amigle and I'm like, this guy's partying and his name's Anthony. Oh, it's Anthony. Hey, how's it going? And then we start talking about music. And, and I said, I determined within talking to him for 15 minutes that he would be on my podcast. <laughs> so I gave That's him my awesome. email and all that. And then the next day I'm like, what the fuck did I just promise to someone? Like, I don't even know this person. And I asked him to be on my podcast. Well, lucky for me, he was super awesome. He totally <laughs> researched the topic. He was full of great information. And I told him, well, let's do it again, Anthony. You are an amazing guest. So we talked about Tevin Campbell, music prodigy. Do you guys know anything about Tevin Campbell? Not a no. <laughs> All right. Episode 22. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the episode, but I don't know nothing. No. <laughs> yeah, he was like a really hot singer at a young age. Really, really, really good, good voice. And he was, he got to work with like the greatest of the greats in Motown and shit. Like, um, I think it was Quincy Jones who discovered him. Oh, wow. And then he did. Was, was he a plot? Wasn't he a, 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 a in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Like not in it, but yep. something about going to the Tevin Campbell concert or something. Yeah, he like sang that, Happy yeah. Birthday to Ashley. Right, 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 right. Um, but he was also in the Graffiti Bridge by Prince. He was uh, he did a video with Prince called Round and Round. Okay. That was on Graffiti Bridge. Um, he guested on a lot of albums because he was like 13, 14 years old and he had just this insanely good voice. And he still does. And um, yeah, and then he came out of the closet not too long ago. That was good for him. That was good. I think like he had a hard time with that because he probably had to hide that for a long time, he felt, you know? Oh, probably, yeah. Back, back in the day, like, was not, like, it, it's come a long way to be able to authentically be who you are and not mm -hmm. get so much backlash now, especially as a celebrity. So I could imagine yeah no and it's fantastic and he's still out there singing but uh couldn't get him on the show i'll try again yeah. though uh we had a good one with episode 22 colin and i talked to uh the guitar player from the band jackal yeah we did yes yeah we did we did and uh he was pretty hilarious he had a lot to say. <laughs> he was one of those easy interviews where they do a lot of the talking yeah he wanted i remember uh quite clearly he wanted to talk about uh, how COVID was a pile of shit. So that was funny because that was early Jeff, in the process still. Definitely. Yeah. He thought it was a pile of shit, but the funny thing is, did you see what happened at that uh, Sturgeon? What did they call that? The Sturgeon Sturgis. Pike Rally? Yeah. They were talking. He was talking about how they were going to play that. That's right. And then they yeah. did. And then the biggest outbreak that happened, this huge fucking COVID outbreak came out of that rally. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yeah, there was something like, like thousands of cases to that rally i think what was it six thousand or sixty thousand i can't remember but there was a huge huge number and uh that was that was where um uh smash mouth kind of shit all over what career they have left was at that because they were talking about on stage yeah that's the funny thing is that smash mouth seems to get the brunt of the uh people shaming sh shaming them for yeah. that show. but a lot yeah. of bands did that show including jackal yeah, well, Jackal, uh, they're big in the biker community, and they uh, they used to, well, it's, it's at Sturgis, I believe, it's called Full Throttle Saloon, or whatever, yep. and and Jesse, uh, Jesse James Dupree is a part owner of Full Throttle Saloon, so yeah, they're always at that, yeah. 
it's a big deal to them and i don't i i huge deal yeah. I, I definitely respect that, that uh, they were just trying to like get some kind of normalcy into the mm. year. But uh, yeah, that shit don't work in the middle of a pandemic. So. <laughs> no, especially with how bad things got. Mm-hmm. How bad things got. Uh, episode 23 was Rosala, the queen of rave. Not only did she talk to me about uh, the cool thing she did, like when she, she told me about the story of opening for Michael Jackson on the Dangerous World Tour. Yeah. But not only that, but on this very episode that we are recording right now, Rosala is my guest who came back for another uh, interview. We just wrapped That's that. awesome. We just wrapped that last week. So Rosala came back on the show and we're debuting her new single on this episode. Well, I've been back a few times and I don't get props like that. So what's up? Well, you got to put out a new single. Fuck. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I'm waiting for you to it. drop your mixtape. <laughs> my mixtape. Yes, that's. That's that's a ways off. I'm working it. I'm in I'm uh, in the studio right now. Call, Got A and R. A and R. Fire interested. department, and you're about to drop your mixtape. <laughs> that's right. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. So Rosala is on this episode as it is. So yeah, this is gonna be a long episode. I like it. Uh, episode twenty four. Dan Baird. I was talking to a friend uh, from who lives in Nashville, who's an amazing blues rock guitarist named Trevor Finley, who I met when he comes up here to play at least once a year at the blues on white and uh because he plays with some of our mutual friends who are musicians in town like the nervous flirts and stuff so um that's how i got to meet trevor i was like hey come on the show let's talk who do you want to talk about dan baird i love you period and do you love me question mark that's all he was a member of the georgia satellites ah I do not know any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was a good one. Um, Episode 25 was, wow. It was Right Said Fred. I'm I'm too sexy for my shirt. Man, they were fun. They were so fun. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I like that one. Um, I I found them very interesting, especially because they're still doing lots with music now. Mm -hmm. But everybody just knows them for I'm too sexy. (laughs) They previewed, yeah. we we debuted uh to preview their new EP. We played about three songs off the new EP on that episode as well, and we talked about what they've been doing to stay creative during the fucking pandemic. I'm gonna call it the fucking pandemic from now on. <laughs> fucking <laughs> pandemic. Um, meeting the Queen and performing for the Queen and stuff. Like Unbelievable. They, yeah. They have had a great storied career and that was all the way from london england so before i did that interview i was doing a zoom right here with like a few folks and that interview was scheduled for like two in the morning my time our time because that was normal time for their what seven hours ahead yeah yeah, london's like seven hours ahead so so yeah i was kind of i was a little bit lit when we got into that interview (laughs) (laughs) I think I, I think I was a little nervous too, so I was taking the edge off a bit. Um, episode twenty six, we talked about already. It was focused on good rocking tonight, where we chatted with Stu Jeffries. Stu Jeffries, yeah, that was a great yeah. one. Good, good, good time. Episode twenty seven was Chesney Hawks, who sang the one song that was like his big hit was the one and only. I sang really like karaoke one time when Colin was hosting. I remember because I was like, "Hey, you remember this one?" And, and, I, and I, I, I don't yeah no. <laughs> oh, I like what is the name them. of that tune the one and only the one and only yeah the, no i don't oh yeah 
down and only nobody I'd rather be. And uh, oh man, that was another one of my favorite interviews because he was such a delight to talk to. Really cool. And he was like, he was like a British heartthrob. He was on all the magazine covers and stuff. So. Oh, that's right. I, I remember listening to that when you guys were talking about that. Yeah. To be fair, though, to be a British heartthrob, you just mainly have to have dentistry. I was going <laughs> to say, you just have to have nice teeth. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's, yeah, I, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> but he taught me some things, too. Like, he was talking about one of his mentors that he worked with, who's by the name of Nick Kershaw. Okay, I've like, heard the and name. I was, like, yeah. I, I, I was like, I keep hearing that name, but I don't know what he sings. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you do. And then he's saying, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Episode 28 was cool. Tal Bachman. That was He's cool. so high. He is so high. From Victoria, British Columbia. I was nervous about that one. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Like he set me at ease pretty quickly. I I, I just he's a he's a very uh he's also a very blunt person, very straightforward with his I, opinions. I was gonna say, yeah, he was very like mm. he, he could be probably pretty intimidating to talk to. I could have imagine yeah it was at first but when he got into it i absolutely felt great and i loved it um i really liked what he had to say about audio engineers who try to like put their input into a project and it's like no we're paying you to do this and shut the fuck up <laughs> speaking of intimidate who who did, out of everybody that you've entered interviewed who did you find the most intimidating Sorry, the most intimidated one. I'm going to say but there was a lot of them I've been intimidated by because, and usually my intimidation factor lies in how much I revere them going into it. Yeah. Um, because the more I love them, the more scared I am. And a lot of people will set me at ease very quickly. That's awesome though. So, like that so I would say <laughs> that's my answer. That's fair. Like, uh, I can imagine, like, yeah, going into it, be like, especially if you're like a really huge fan and having to try and talk to them. Like, I can imagine how intimidating that would be. But yeah. even more awesome if, like, you're set at ease so quickly and have that, like, just really cool, easygoing conversation. Like, thinking back, like, I just did that. I just had that conversation with that person. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the time, like, 99% of the time when I end the interview and I, I'm, I usually do like a little giddy dance of joy in my chair once like just because <laughs> I got it, it happened and the excitement of that it happened and it's done is very thrilling. So, and that leads into episode 29. I was one of those where I was so fucking stoked and it was Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yes. It was, I talked to two members of the Funky Bunch, Big Ace Thomas and Hector, the booty inspector. Barrows. Oh, that's quite a handle. Yeah. And they both said yes to the show. And it was just like, oh man, it's so cool. And the cool thing is like Big Ace is still like doing stuff with Mark all the time. Like he goes with him and does movies with him and shit. Like he's oh, wow. and they work out together and stuff. So it was really cool. And he's such a nice guy. Like he'll send you a text to say happy Thanksgiving or you know, like nice guy, nice guy. Very that's cool. Awesome. Um but I learned a lot about the origins of the Funky Bunch and what the, the Funky Bunch is still together without Mark and they're still performing without Mark, at least in non-COVID times. So uh, they, they still do a lot of like the 90s nostalgia stuff. They did like the Hammer House Party, like MC Hammer's show that he does. Um, yeah, yeah. They're still up. They're active. They're cool. I love it. 
episode 30, Bobby Cameron. Now, Bobby Cameron's a local hero here in the mm-hmm. music business because he yeah. um, he based his career out of Edmonton very early and, and right off in the 90s there. Like he was getting national airplay for his hit single, Human Fortress, at the time. And it was 1994. He got to work with Randy Staub and a lot of fucking cool people in the industry. Got advice from people like Bruce Allen, of course, that we mentioned earlier. Um, so hearing Bobby's stories was amazing. And it was cool because there was more of a personal touch because he's somebody like that we have in, in our own hometown. You know, episode 31, Oaktown's 357. Female rap group out of Oakland, California. Went Appropriately. On, went out on the road with MC Hammer was part of that posse they did dancing for mc hammer as well and uh lots of cool stories and what a sweetheart she was sweet yeah she was very sweet yeah. was so nice yeah um but that's cool to talk to some female representation in hip-hop you know yeah absolutely especially because like that's when it started to like get big, bigger for women as well back in the 90s like because like isn't that when like queen latifah and all of them started to come out oh yeah yeah. And um, like she was able to offer some insight too, because like that was around shortly before the time where like the East Coast, West Coast feuds started up, you know, so she yeah. knew quite a bit about all of that and how, how things were at the time and how things are so much better now in that, in that regard. Episode 32 and 33 were about the same band. My buddy Ruben Anderson joined me to talk about the band The Odds. And this is another one of those we were going to do this episode anyway. And then they said, yes. And then they came on. That's, that's awesome. That that keeps happening. And then Craig Northy, the lead singer of the odds came on the show. And now I, I got to, sorry, I have to correct myself. It's odds. The band is called odds, not odds. the odds. It's so easy okay. to say the odds. Um, yeah. That's, that's one of those bands that when, when you put it out there that you were going to be doing a show about it, it's like, I don't think I know that one. And then all of a sudden you hear heterosexual, heterosexual yeah. man. I was like, like, They've got a lot of stuff, actually. Yeah. That I was you like, okay, I know them. They I had like, a lot of hits in yeah. Canadian radio. They did. I was like, wow, I, I, I just never realized that that was them. Wow. <laughs> Well, like someone who was cool, that that was that was a huge song about ninety six, like ninety seven. Yeah, that was massive, uh-huh. massive. Um, they and like you said, they did the Corner Gas episode. He did Corner Gas. He uh, yep. he did a lot of work with Kids in the Hall right from the beginning. Kids in the Hall and them were very tight and did a lot of work together. Um, I think they did the soundtrack for the Kids in the Hall movie too. Right. Yeah. Green Candy was that movie. Yeah. And then I learned about their song "Wendy Under the Stars." Have you ever heard of that one? No. The chorus is, I fucked Wendy under the stars the night when Elvis died or something like that. <laughs> did you okay. talk about that in the show? Because I, I remember like. Yeah, we did. I think we did on the Ruben's, on Ruben's episode. That's what, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I remember you talking about that. I found <laughs> it really funny. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, yeah, Ruben's an awesome local musician. Make sure you check out Ruben Anderson music. Um, episode 34 was really cool actually because eric elper is a publicist he's one of the most sought after wonderful publicists in canada for musicians tv whatever you name it he's also a host on of his own show on sirius xm uh when i reached out to an artist that i wanted to get an interview with 
he was the one who responded to the call saying that that artist, he was trying to get me the interview at that time, but it wasn't working out for that person at that time. Um, and he's like, yeah, we'll keep me in the loop of what you're doing. And I said, actually, Eric, I want you to come on the show. I think you're very interesting. And I think you'll have a lot of great stories and advice for people. So it was, yeah, it was a great episode. He was really informative. I found that like, like, especially if you're like a musician or like a singer that is like trying to get into the business or wanting to learn more. I found him very informative and uh, very interesting to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed that one. And like he's uh, once again, was another one who seemed really engaged and really excited to talk to you about things. And yeah, uh, it was just an easy, easy interview. And it's another one of those golden moments where he had a lot of wisdom to impart on me. And I found it, yeah, very educational. You want to learn about uh, what to do to do the right things in the business. You listen to episode 34, listen to Eric Alper's show. Oh, um, 100%. And, and yeah. Eric's been such a gem in helping me uh, going forward to, you know, like uh, some, some of the guests we've had since then were because of Eric. So. Oh, that's I, awesome. I got to thank him from the bottom of my heart. I said, when this shit's over, when this fucking pandemic's over and I make money again, I want to send him a gift basket. <laughs> that, but you know, like what a cool he's, dude. He's what like, cool don't dude. worry about that. Yeah. He's very like, cool dude. obviously like going through everything that he's gone through with like, uh, you know, going through the business and like, and taking the time to, to come on the show and talk to you and talk to your listeners and give them that feedback and that input. Yeah. Like I learned a lot from that. Just like, coming from the perspective of a songwriter and and putting out music like i was like wow okay like that that's really cool cool episode there is another person um who's helped me a lot since uh with with booking people on the show and her name is katrina and um let me tell you a little more about her company katrina has a, a um an entertainment company called kick up your heels and Kick Up Your Heels Entertainment has provided me with so many guests on the show. So I want to thank them too. I think it's really important to give a shout out to Katrina for that and all the love that they've shown. Right on. Um, they're, yeah, definitely always getting us new guests. Um, going into episode 35, Sweet Sensation. I love talking to Betty D. Sweet Sensation had like a really cool following. They opened for New Kids on the Block. They did a uh the dance genre of of that band was called freestyle do you guys know about freestyle dance music no not really no it's very latino centered like latina flavored uh pop dance music with this very cool like certain rhythm but then it's not just like like it's men and women who who were part of the freestyle um time so there was bands like lanier um George Lamond, Sweet Sensation, The Cover Girls, you name it. If you look up freestyle, the genre, you'd learn all about them. And they were huge in the freestyle movement. Grew up in the Bronx. All those bands still like to tour together. It's amazing. Right on. Episode 36, John Bon Jovi's album, Blaze of Glory. That was uh, another friend, a Bon Jovi friend named Jerry Braden, Braden, and he's from he's from oh what's the name of that town shit i'll, I'll edit that out <laughs> <laughs> he's from a town because i can't we were, remember because we were talking about it because his hometown is where john bon jovi's grandparents lived that's where he lives oh right yeah yeah um 
And yeah, we talked about, I don't know anybody who loves Bon Jovi more than Jerry Brayden. He's so invested in band and he supports everything they do. So props to Jerry. He's a fantastic guest. Has he even drank the wine? Has he drank the wine? I guess he's drank the wine. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he has. He has drank. Well, he definitely drank the Kool-Aid, if not the wine. So (laughs) yeah, we've both had that Kool-Aid, but yeah, he's drank the wine too. Um, he's actually recently, since we did that episode, John Bon Jovi put out this thing. that's kind of like, um, the, like a fan clubish type thing where he sends you a box every, every three months that's full of special Bon Jovi stuff. And he does zooms with fans, John Bon Jovi. Just spanking the cash monkey, man. Spanking the cash monkey. Jerry went on the zoom with John and talked with John on zoom. Wow. That's cool. That's so cool. So, are you jealous? Cool. <laughs> of course, I'm jealous. It's not a damn fault that I didn't buy the membership. <laughs> I'm happy for Jerry. I think it's amazing. Episode 37, MC Scat Cat. So, we do a whole episode about a cartoon animated cat that was in the Paula Abdul video. But it was more than that. Not only was he in Opposites Attract, but there was an album of MC Scat Cat. Wow. There was a full album. Paula Abdul was behind putting it out and everything. Wow. Yeah. That's- See, when you when you brought that up right away, I thought, but that's not the guy. That's you ain't the guy. first one. <laughs> that's true. I'm There's sure. A few people are like, I'm the scat man. I'm like, no, that's, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when it, there was three voices, at least involved in MC Scat Cat, and I, we got to speak to one of them. So that was fantastic. If you want to look that up, his name is One Gun is his stage name. Uh, and yeah, he had talked about all of his other projects he's worked on. And yeah, how cool is it to be MC Scat Cat in Paula Abdul's video? That was a big song. What, Opposites yeah. Attract was a big song. Yeah. That's oh cool. yeah, that was a, that that was probably one of the top songs of that year, whatever year that was. Have been eighty nine, ninety. I'm gonna say, say like eighty nine, maybe ninety. Yeah. Yeah. Because the album Forever Your Girl it was off of, and it came out that came out in eighty eight or eighty nine. Right. Yeah yeah so sometimes this podcast bleeds into the other decades and that's fine but oh, sure. like all, all of it spills over because the thing is is it, even if it came out 89 80 88 89 then it still spills over into the early 90s or like vice versa with the late 90s going into the 2000s yeah that's still relevant right yeah absolutely episode 38 Another deterring, I went off the music path again because I thought this was too important to not do was Mr. Dress Up. Mr. Dress Up. I love Mr. Dress Up. I loved that show when I was a kid. Who I honestly I don't know a kid who didn't love that show. It was yeah. like yeah. No. If There's over, nobody who's who, th- who has a bad memory of that show. I all. think if you're over 30 and you're a Canadian kid, you know who Mr. Dress Up is. Absolutely. Sure? Absolutely. Like we watched that I don't know how much when I was a kid. Like I just I loved it. It was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. So filmmaker Rob McCallum came on the show to talk about the documentary he's currently been filming. He's COVID held up the process because he still had a couple more interviews to do before he could start editing. And so because of that, it got put behind. But he told me about all the interviews he's done so far. And he's making the documentary about Mr. Dress Up. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch that. Like, cause it's just, it's, it's such a huge part of like my childhood and I'm sure like everybody else's as well. So like getting to kind of see that 
behind the scenes stuff. Like I, I love that kind of stuff. When- I remember seeing an interview with with Ernie Coombs with with Mr. Dressup, and he was talking about when he went on tours and stuff, and he said it wasn't little kids who were excited to see him; it was people in their twenties and thirties. <laughs> and he said they would he would just like get adults that would come and hug him. Like they would just come and hug him. That's amazing. Because That's he was like an uncle. He was like, he was a very yeah. huge, he was a family important. member. Yeah, he was a family member. He was a very important part of a lot of our childhoods. And we associate a lot of good memories with him. Now, if you can get the wise old owl on the show, we then we're talking. Whittle me, wee, wee, woo. Do it, do we. Okay, you got to listen to this episode if you haven't, because I have clips from the show. And there's one where Casey is like mad at Finnegan and he's like yelling at him and shit. <laughs> yeah, yelling at I Finnegan. totally listened to that one. That yelling at so... the mute little dog. Come on. No, he's just like, you stop it. Give me that back. I want it now. <laughs> why are so you going to fight? so bad. Mr. Jessup's like, hey, why are you fighting? <laughs> yeah. But then who does Finnegan talk to at that point? How does Finnegan say his piece? Because he's got to whisper in Casey's ear. So then he's just, <laughs> then he's screwed. It's funny. Um, <laughs> Rob, even the the filmmaker, Rob McCallum, he even had the opportunity to go to Judith Lawrence, who is Casey and Finnegan, the puppeteer and the creator of Casey and Finnegan. That's a lady? That's, yeah. uh, wow. I've been learning something every day. Casey was meant to be androgynous. Casey was meant to be whatever you wanted him or her to be. Oh, yeah. okay. It's like if kids thought it was a boy, it was a boy. If they thought it was a girl, it was a girl. She was a girl. groundbreaking back then. <laughs> Yes, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, Judith did the voice and the puppeteering. And uh, yeah, so Rob got to meet Judith and got to actually see the puppets. So that was so that Casey was, was shattering moment for Rob. Casey was the first non-binary star. Yeah. Yeah, that's fast, cool. Very the cool. you know. <laughs> Episode 39 was a friend named Roger Ortega, who's a pop R&B musician. Um, that he got to talk, come on the show and talk about all of his cool experiences he had in the 90s because he got to do a lot of work and hanging out on touring with bands like Color Me Bad. Um, he did a song for Donnie Wahlberg and he had a bunch of new endeavors. So he talked about, he talked a lot about uh, what he's been up to. So you got to check out Roger Ortega. He's another one like that I got hooked up with through uh, Kick Up Your Heels Entertainment. And he was such a great guest. Episode 40 was Naughty by Nature. Naughty by Nature. That hey, oh, cool. hey. I bet. So awesome. So yeah, Vinrock came on the show and uh, he was in the middle of his way. He was on his way to a business meeting because he's, he's like a super entrepreneur. He's always like busy doing exciting things. But he was like sitting in his car in Manhattan talking on a video chat with me. Yeah, I remember seeing like some of the, like the video previews, and I was like, "Is he sitting in his car?" I'm like, <laughs> "That's cool." Yeah. Oh man, naughty by nature, like uh, that is. I I know some of their music on their own, but I was like super excited because they actually did a song with Pink, who's like my favorite singer, as you know. And I was like, "This is so cool" because I loved that song that she did with them. Naughty and, by like, nature is absolute hip hop royalty. Yeah, yeah, and for like, sure that the song that they did with pink was like so cool it's got a really cool vibe and they even talk like obviously they like it was written with her because like they even reference her one dog in it uh she used to have a um oh what kind of dog was it the one that wishbone was what is it called <laughs> um 
Do you remember that show, Wishbone? It was from back in the nineties. Anyway, I've heard uh, Jack Russell Terrier. Jack Russell Terrier. I'm like the 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 name of the dog. Isn't that Katie from Frasier? Um, but she used to have a dog, uh, who was a Jack Russell Terrier, and his name was Fucker. (laughs) And they have a line of puppy named Fucker (laughs) is in the song, and I was like, it's so cool. It's a good song. Wow. Yeah, no, Naughty by Nature has done music with everybody. I mean, they originally got out there because of Queen Latifah and uh, they're out of Jersey. So I asked him a lot of questions about like his favorite shit to do in Jersey. <laughs> like, You know, it was awesome. Really cool. And they had just come off doing the um, before going into lockdown. They did the mixtape tour with Salt and Peppa, Debbie Gibson, Tiffany and New Kids on the Block. So, so cool. Oh, my God. What a lineup. They had, uh, <laughs> they had a great time. And yeah, and he he knew a lot about like old school like internet shit like modem speeds and stuff. And I was like, I love talking geek shit with you. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. Um, they were also the first artists to win the Grammy for best rap album. Oh, really? That was the first year that they offered that. That was the first year. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, so it was an absolute thrill to have Vin Rock on the show. Episode, we're we're in the top we're in the last like uh 10 now of, of all right so episode 41 riff so these guys were the ones who sang in the, in the movie um lean on me featuring morgan freeman oh yeah they were the boys who sang in the bathroom who sang the school song mm-hmm. and from there like they had already like been putting together their band in school at the time because they were the true story of that movie, they were a part of that. That that was their school. That was all real. Oh wow. So uh oh, and they were so funny on the show. Oh, I love them. Also from New Jersey. So they also told me where I should go hang out in Jersey. I said, like, Yeah, when I come there, I'm gonna call you guys up. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Episode 42 was Colin and I talking about the legend Eddie Van Halen as he had just oh, passed yes. away. He uh probably a week or two before that yeah yeah i remember you uh you you were the one that broke the news to me you sent me a text that day and said we got to talk about we've got to talk about eddie eddie died today yeah yeah and that like, was a hard one for a lot of people um yeah. was, that was a very hard one he was important to especially we know so many musicians he was very important to a lot of guitar players and not and and not just guitar players so um yeah he was an innovator, right? Yeah. Well, and there's no one who, well, there, I, who was it? Was it Graham Nash or somebody said that, yeah, they weren't really into him, but that was like the only one. Everyone else was totally stoked on Eddie Van Halen, no matter what genre they were from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, um, I believe he would be up there with like composers and shit for what he did for rock and roll guitar. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, uh, so that was an episode we had to make happen and we had to get it done like that week or whatever because right away yeah in the next few days yeah yeah so i'm glad we got to do that we really uh focused up on the 90s stuff they did of course though that was just like i'm gonna make people listen to van halen 3 <laughs> i'm gonna make them listen to it because it's not oh there's i like two songs on it so <laughs> It's part of the history and nobody's yeah. got anything like nobody's really got anything bad to say about Gary Sharon, just that he wasn't David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar. So, yeah. yeah. That's all it was. He, he yeah. just, he got put in a bit. Gary Sharon got put in a bad position. Like, 
And he's another guy. Nobody can say Gary Sharon sucks. No. You can not like him if you want to, but you can't say that he sucks. No, I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. He's fantastic. Gary, we want you on the show. Love you, Gary. Gary rocks. <laughs> Episode 43, Honeymoon Suite. Now, the thing about it was interesting about interviewing Honeymoon Suite is I talked to Derry, the guitar player, and Johnny D, the singer. Um, and they actually had like a, a brand new song that was charting on Canadian radio when we did that interview. Um, and another thing that was interesting too is that here's there's a dilemma with the 90s and that is this when you talk to a rock band who was successful in the 80s for whether it be pop metal hard rock hair metal glam whatever it would have been typical rock music the 90s was not the best time for them no um once grunge and nirvana happened it kind of it killed, killed a lot that of scene yeah yeah because like well i i remember um well mr big i think was kind of one of the ones that kind of fell into that because i came into the later part of the the 80s early 90s mm-hmm. and uh like to be with you was a huge hit for them but then that was kind of it they, they were huge over in japan and another band that like i really enjoyed back in the day uh slick toxic was another one that yeah was well, right got- in uh, let me that. tell you, Slick Toxic's coming on the show. Oh my god! Yes, I love. Wait, That's awesome. Maybe I shouldn't, put that, maybe I shouldn't put that in there yet till I get the interview. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Nick Walsh is a crazy good singer. So you could just take that clip of me like getting excited, and then that could be your preview when it happens. That can be the yeah. That's <laughs> the thumbnail right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like there were bands like Svengali and Slick Toxic that, in the Canadian side of things. Like that kind of fell to the wayside because grunge came in and that kind of rocked everyone over. Just, yeah. Very few of them survived that era. And the ones that did still like can tour to this day successfully if they did make it through, you know? Yeah. Well, the nostalgia tours are big. I mean, for 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 artists that had a, a big enough following that they could still retain a certain amount of them. But you know, I, well, especially I, if they did stuff like what Mr. Big did, where they were really, really huge in Japan, right? And yeah. like maybe they didn't have the same fame here after after their big hit, but like yeah. it's still like it's still a huge career. Like they're still huge stars when they went over there. Sure. Yeah. Um, Japan, like it's always been embracing of obviously, but at the same time, I don't know if Japan was into grunge yeah i don't know that but like i mean japan is into metal oh yeah so So, is europe yeah europe's never been out of metal i know huge for metal but i mean northern europe is really into like the black metal stuff that's not really commercially accessible Mm. yeah but i mean it's everybody everybody's got their own thing but i remember from the anvil from the anvil documentary that like that they drew to such a huge crowd in Japan and Anvil here, other than metalheads, if it wasn't for the documentary, there wasn't a lot of familiarity with them. But I mean, yeah, they they had a they had a huge huge following there. Huge, and I mean, going back to the honeymoon suite thing, I I go into it saying, look, I know like you guys were massive in the eighties. I wanted to talk about your nineties album, Monsters Under the Bed, and it's kind of like I don't think that was their favorite time because why would it be right you no know? um 
so I didn't want to make it a downer conversation with them either. I still wanted to have something like fun and exciting to talk about with them. But we had a great chat. We had a great chat. And I think like, like I said, I think they really like drew the reality into how the 90s affected the rock band. Right. Yeah, it was absolutely. a weird time for them, for all yeah. of them. Episode 44 was really interesting because what happened was I heard about a young man who was just getting his bearings into music now and he's starting on his career path and he's the grandson of original temptations member otis williams so originally it was that otis was going to come on the show with his grandson talk about what his grandson's music is um they would promote him and then otis would talk to me a bit about the temptations but unfortunately otis wasn't able to come to the interview and that was okay I said, they're like, you can cancel it if you want. I said, no, I still want to talk to Trace. So Trace Austin came on the show and told me a bit about like all the experiences he had. He's a child, like he wasn't even born yet in the nineties. And he was really eloquent, really lovely kid. And he told me he got to work with Teddy Riley and like all these heavy hitters in the music industry at such a young age. And he told me what that was like and all the experiences he got from these people. So it was really cool having Trace on the show. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And like- like what a crazy thing to say that your like you know relative is part of the temptations and getting to work with those kind of people like yeah like the first time he ever went on stage to perform or sing was like at a temptations show you know like yeah he's up there with his grandpa and no pressure (laughs) yeah (laughs) so and he was all the way from zooming me from hawaii it was really cool it was really wow not jealous at all Good guy. Trace, I wish you the best. You were fucking fantastic. And I shouldn't say fucking to a minor. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> episode 45. Len. Len. Well, we tried to Len. get Len. We tried to approach Len. That didn't happen. Nothing was going there. They weren't taking any interview requests and whatnot. But the cool thing was I got to talk to our, our good buddy from karaoke, Evan. Evan Mudrick who was my guest from that show. And he suffered a stroke at the age of 20. And we got to talk about his journey and his YouTube channel and everything like to help other people who want to know about how his recovery went and what they can do if they suffer through the same type of situation. Right. So Evan and I talked about Len and he liked Evan's got really cool music taste. Like he really likes a lot of indie stuff, but he also is a huge Lady Gaga fan. And he was like, looking at the list and he went yeah yeah let's we can go with len let's do it so i want to thank evan for being on the show too um to go over all of that tons of karaoke chat on that one. Oh well, yeah <laughs> i would I think imagine even, yeah. i think he even mentioned us going on twitch and singing there on saturdays <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so yeah we, we did a lot of chatter about uh our karaoke lives that don't exist anymore <laughs> um, Back in yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, episode 46 was uh, with my podcast family from the L2L podcast, Charlie and Quinn, where we talked about the career of Weird Al Yankovic. That's quite the career. Like, it's been around for a long time. And like, well, yeah. Considering we focused on one decade, that was four albums in one decade. Well, wow. he was super active in the 90s, for sure. Yeah, right. absolutely. And and like what like what a crazy career to have um pretty much making parodies on other people's songs. <laughs> and like we said earlier, like he was always very legitimate, upfront about it, couldn't be more respectful. 
Uh, and a lot of well, them are about food. I, I was yeah. like hungry. Well, you did have but, the food album, yeah. But you know, but the thing is, is like it really was like if if you were on Weird Al's radar back in the day, it was an honor because obviously you were big mm. enough to catch his attention that he wanted to do something with yourself. For sure, yeah, absolutely. Being, I think if Weird Al chooses you, you've been anointed. <laughs> oh, you're you yeah. Have that's... Not made it unless you've had a Weird Al. <laughs> Unless he's, done unless he's chosen you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember which artist was talking about it, but as a big, big artist, I wish I could remember. But I remember thinking like this was an artist up there with the, you know, the Guns and Roses, Elton Johns of the world sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And this guy said that that was the that was when he knew he made it, and it was his proudest moment is when Weird Al parodied yeah, it. And I thought that was cool. You're right. I would, awesome. yeah, You're right. Awesome. I've heard that before too, and cannot remember who said it. Yeah. I think most people feel that way. I think most people have a warm spot in their heart for Weird Al. I think so. If you have any sort of humanity, God, you gotta love Weird Al. And you gotta yeah. love those Weird Al uh, Al TV interviews. Al like, TV, where, where you would fake the interview. So good, yeah. <laughs> so good. He did he, a much music takeover or whatever they called it, but it, that that Al music, I think they called it, yeah. Oh, and he is. did like four hours of programming, and it was all gold. I have all that. Gold. I have that uh, on one of my VHS tapes that are sitting there disintegrating yeah. in a box right now. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Al music. Uh, episode forty-seven, Wide Mouth Mason. Yes, a Canadian treasure. So good. So Safwan, Safwan from he's the drummer of the band. There's technically only really two official members of Wide Mouth Mason: the drummer and the singer guitar player. And uh, they're from Saskatchewan. They've had um, uh, I'm trying to think right now. Big Sugar, Gordy Johnson. He plays with Wide Mouth Mason quite a bit too. Yeah. But then one of the things I I enjoy talking to Safwan because he was really funny. He had a great sense of humor. And one of the things I brought up to him and I was like, I don't think I know any other Canadian band who has gotten on as many amazing big tours as you guys have. Like they've opened for everyone, ACDC and the Stones and like you see, yeah. you see back when like music life was happening before COVID, Biden and Mason would always be here ready to play. You know, it was so exciting. They have a big love for Edmonton too, so it makes sense. Yeah, they did. They've done a lot of recordings, recording here. They did a lot of recording over at Homestead Recorders back mm-hmm. in the day. And they told me all about like Much Music Snow Job, playing that. Okay, yeah. That was that used to be a big deal every year, didn't they? Do they did like the summer, the summer at like Daytona Beach or whatever. That's and right. Then, and then they would do winter at uh, Whistler. I totally and at, forgot at about that. <laughs> Marmot Basin as well. I was there. I went skiing there. I've been skiing twice in my life. And once was the weekend after they did a snow job in Marmot, which was very cool. That would be a huge event to go to. Yeah. Um, episode 48. We're in the home stretch, y'all. Yeah. Uh, Donnie V of Enough's Enough. He was the former lead singer of Enough's Enough. And Enough's Enough was one of those bands that uh, uh, I absolutely was influenced by and loved, 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 loved their music. They were in Metal Edge magazine a lot. Yes, they were. <laughs> That used to be my Bible every month. I love that interview because I felt like he I was talking to a buddy and he was he's also very candid. He talked about like like when he got sick, like like he thought he was gonna die and stuff. And he was talking about like, oh man, so many things about like his relationship with the band now. And uh 
Clive Davis and uh, when they were signed to Arista and how that went to shit. Um, being on David Letterman, like so many cool stories from Donnie V. Great guest. And he was very flattering. He was a sweetheart. That's awesome. <laughs> Episode 49 was with Kendra and our buddy Lauren. A very 90s Christmas. Uh, that was that was a fun one. That was uh, that was where my internet kept cutting out on me and I was freezing every time like for a couple times. I don't want a lot for Christmas. I just want better internet. Maybe fiber, <laughs> maybe some fiber connection. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. It was nice to have Lauren on the show. And like she's yes. we we've all known her for so long. So it's like cool that she finally got a chance to come on. Yeah, I think she'll come on the show again. Yeah, it was awesome getting to talk about all the Christmas music that we grew up with and our favorite Christmas albums and how Mariah Carey just has pretty much owned Christmas for the last 20 years. <laughs> I, I saw a statistic that she makes something like $750,000 a year off of Seriously, uh, that song. Seriously, uh, uh, JD and I were talking about if you can if you can get a Christmas hit, you're made for life. Sure. It will just keep coming back. It just I, comes back. I, I honestly think probably a good like 85 percent of Mariah, Mariah Carey's like revenue has come from her Christmas song. <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah. I actually watched a few minutes of the Christmas special this year. I can't remember how I, I happened upon it, but it was on Netflix and I watched 10 or 15 minutes of it. And it was kind of funny, actually, because it's very super scripted and like yeah. his kids randomly sitting around the fireplace that like you can tell are placed very carefully because you know, <laughs> i think mariah has a good sense of humor do you think she's got some cheese in there on purpose to be I, like a typical christmas special i'm gonna disagree with you there i don't think she has a good sense of humor no i think she does i watch her reality show like she's actually funny i think she gets things like i don't think that she thinks that she's like the ultimate everything i think that she she was with I think Nick she's Cannon more, after all. I think all. she's more <laughs> down to earth than you would expect. Well, that would be more down to earth than I expect would not take much. So I think that's probably <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember that? It's like, I think it was called Mariah's World. I think it was like eight episodes. And it was like everywhere she's just with a glass of wine in her hand. Tell me, darling. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed, but I'm not surprised now. You can find that. Maybe it's on YouTube or something. Yeah. And then, of course, like going into episode 50, which we talked about already, which was the the one that blew my mind that we ever got was Alana Miles. So we what talked a, about it quite a bit. Uh, like, seriously, what a cool interview. She was so, like, awesome. Like, like just really candid and really honest and raw about everything. And I, I, mm-hmm. I loved that interview. She oh, she's Canadian man. Music in, royalty, in a good way. Yes, she is. Sure. She really is. And like, I, she's one of the most successful artists in Canadian history. Like <laughs> I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that she took the time and uh, that'll be a lifelong memory for me. She yeah, absolutely. A lot of good advice there. And uh, thank you, Alana. Um, so in the next uh, coming weeks, some of the people that are going to be on the show, um, this week is going to be, well, it's already going to have been aired. So Adam Emel, uh, Svengali, there's the NTO, NKOTB Girls podcast. I'm excited for that one. 5440. Uh, then coming up in the future, of course, Rosala is on this episode. I'm wondering how I'm going to put that out. I don't know if I'm going to do a double or what. Um, then coming up, Green Jelly. 
Yeah. Yep. Green Jelly is going to be on the show. That is a good one. His story is incredible. Um, Organized Rhyme. Check the OR. You like it so far? Fucking right. Um, Yeah. One of the gentlemen who was part of that, his name's DJ Law from Ottawa. He's going to be on the show talking about it. Um, Harem Scarum, their drummer, will be on the show. Yes. These are interviews that are all done already. So, yeah. so these are not just guesses. <laughs> not a wish um, list. Erica M. from Much Music Fame. She'll, right. She's already interviewed to be on the show as well. Nice. As Ed the Sock. You got Ed the Sock? Did I not tell you guys that, that one yet? yet? Uh, you told me that there was a possibility, but I wasn't sure if it was Yeah, a we, sure we did yet. the interview a couple of weeks ago. And uh, fucking awesome. the interesting thing about that one too, is that uh, going into it, he's like, do you want to talk to me or do you want to talk to Ed? And I said, I want to talk to you. I want cool. you know, like, I want to know your brain and how it ticks and how you are doing what you're doing. And I think that's end, the interesting part of it. I think yeah. that's way more interesting, yeah. way more interesting. Um, but at the end, and I'm like, okay, get Ed. I got to say hi to Ed before we end this. <laughs> yeah you need yeah, a little you bit you have to you have to that's yeah. awesome what a cool that cool was a fascinating chat yeah fascinating chat oh my goodness i can't wait to share it um i have another one lined up with the boys from l2l where we talk about the extreme album three sides to every story it was a swap that's cast. great album and then uh yeah like i said i got it all lined up until march you guys are getting a sneak peek exclusive on what's coming up um and then the last one i have scheduled that it's done is Tara Kemp. Nice. Which I can, which I, who I talked to today. That is so wow. cool. Yeah. That's so, awesome. So yeah, you got some good ones coming up. What's, yeah. There's some gold on the way. That's awesome. What's been amazing about this and why we're celebrating a one year is just uh, obviously because I love, I love the chance to hang out with you guys and chat and talk and drink. But, like, but also like, this was just like a pipe dream I had over a year ago. To, I want to I want to make a podcast where I sit and talk about the 90s music and obscure songs and all these things with friends. And it became bigger than what I expected because I thought, well, maybe I'll try to reach out to some of the folks and see what happens. And they were saying yes. And I couldn't believe it. So yeah, at the beginning, you had really low expectations of who you were going to get. And then I, was, I wasn't going to... It just ramped up. Yeah. I was realistic. Like I, I was like, I'm not gonna think that I'm gonna have some kind of ability to get people to show up. But if they want to show up, let's try. Sure. Yeah. But you know what? Like what a what an an achievement for like your first year getting some of the people that you've gotten on the show and having the conversations that you've had and and honestly like just bringing um kind of some of these memories that are special to you from the 90s to people that may not have you know known it or heard them or, or like you know mm-hmm. i i love the 90s but like there's a lot that i i didn't necessarily remember from the 90s like there's only the later 90s stuff that was big for me but getting to hear some of these other people that you yeah. grew up with and that you loved and getting to share that and then it kind of opens up a whole new world for me. Whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so um, it's cool. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's bringing other people into that sort of era and like sharing that. It's cool. I, I love the premise of this podcast and I love 
how far it's come and even like for you just seeing like the growth from when you first started and kind of was like it was all new to you you're learning as you go and and seeing like how far you've come with the people that you've talked to and like the interviews that you've gotten it's just it's really awesome to see and I'm really glad you guys have been a big part of that. I'm very grateful to both of you for helping me make this show grow. So that's why you're here right now. And you guys will I love here. doing this show. Yeah, me yeah. too. I love this show. Um, I'm such a, I, I'm such a huge fan. So like when I get to actually be on the show, I'm just <laughs> even more excited. It's awesome. And other people I want to thank for doing some of the voice work on the show is definitely uh, James P. White. Yeah. I want to, I want to thank Jason Helderman. You know, I want to thank Yay. Scott Parsons. Um, I also want to thank um, our sponsor for the year, who is Analog Brewery here in Edmonton, Alberta. Make sure you go and check them out. Um, then, I'll, like, it's just hopefully 2021, not only will it be better for hopefully everybody out there, like, we just have a better year. But this, doing this got me through this year. I don't know what, how I would have gotten through this year without this opportunity. So... So that's really fantastic. silver linings, right? Like everybody can like look back on this year and be like, man, there was so much shit, but there was also so much like that good that came from it. You had the opportunity to have some of these interviews that maybe you wouldn't have had if you were too busy with working or whatnot. And like, it's so cool. Before we wrap things up and I would say thank you to you guys once again, I just want to remember to remind everybody Instagram. At IG. Donnie, at Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him on the Donnie. show. Donnie, we know you know about it, Donnie. Love Come you, on Donnie. the show, Donnie. Donnie. Remember, Donnie, when you said, "Let's get this," you did. You did. <laughs> Remember when we said, "Girl, please don't go." Come on, you're, Donnie. Coo- <laughs> you're cooler than Mark. We like you better. Come on. Come on the show. <laughs> We're gonna build a Wahlburgers in West Edmonton Mall with our own hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you both. Naomi for- can totally manage it for you. <laughs> I got the experience. Fuck yeah, that'd be a dream job for me. Managing and I can eat burgers. Like I can eat burgers like crazy. So uh, yeah. taste testers right here. That's right. Social media, yeah, we've got it. Send us an email, dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, dope underscore nostalgia. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.